your business? Are you excited? (laughs) I get goosebumps even talking about it. Choose your own hours, be your own boss, go on holidays when it suits you, earn the amount of money that you want to earn and work with the people that you want to work with. That's called having your own business. But there's a lot of people that talk about the negative side of business. What about the really positive sides, which are all of those things? Then there'll be people who say you can't be successful in business because there's too many businesses or there's too many people doing what you do or you can't make money for the first five years and there's all that negative can't and negative won't work, all that stuff, and what a waste of time because there's millions of successful businesses. One of the interesting questions at the moment is when is the best time to open a business and if it's a tough time, if there are financial challenges in the world, uh, if the world's going through some kind of... uh, recession, financial situation where people aren't spending money, would it be a bad time to open a business? Or people would say, don't open your business now because the world's going through tough financial times. Interesting to take note, uh, even if the world is in recession, uh, so the governments of the world have done some crazy things to the finances of of a country. So there's high inflation or high prices or real estate's expensive or petrol prices have gone up or groceries cost a lot of money. Uh, And people will say, well, this is not a good time to open a business. And the other thing they always point out, of course, is that hundreds of businesses are going broke. And in the defense of the cards, in the defense of the negative uh, pessimistic people, that's true. When tough times happen in a country, there are always businesses that go broke. There are always people that uh, whinge, moan and complain about the, the situation in the country. And there are always people who are really struggling financially. However, is it possible that there are also people that are doing exceptionally well, that make more money in tough times, that have planned for the tough times and are even excited about the tough times. Uh, And that's a whole different mindset, of course. Because if you are going into business, if you want to live that lifestyle, and I always share it because it excites me, where you can choose your own hours, be your own boss, earn the amount of money that you want to earn, go on holidays when it suits you, and work with the people that you want to work with. If you want to live your life like that, then you have to plan for tough times. You have to be aware that the tide goes in, the tide goes out. There's daytime and nighttime. There's good times and bad times. There's financial boom and there is financial bust. And that happens in the, in the history of the world. That just keeps on happening. And when you're as old chronologically as I am, it's been really interesting to experience and to take note of and to be aware of Uh, how often in life the tide goes in and the tide goes out, how often there's financial boom and financial bust. But it's been very interesting to take note, to be a part of, and to uh, be excited by the people who are not affected by the tide, not affected by the sun going up or coming down, and not affected by how stupid the government can be sometimes or how good the government can be sometimes. There are business people who plan for tough times. And could that be a really good idea? And is it possible? So often people say to me, oh, Roe, you're such an optimist and you're always happy. And I'm probably the ultimate realist because one of the things that I think is really important in business is to accept the worst. What is the absolute worst that can happen and plan for it so that when it arrives, not only Uh, Are you ready for it? But you're almost excited by it because you've got a plan in place and you can take advantage of the tough times. 
So it's been suggested and recommended that when you start planning your business, if you haven't opened it yet, and if you are in a position where you can now start planning for the future, even if your business is already open, the suggestion is think of all the worst things that can happen. The building could get burned down, so bushfire or there's some kind of internal challenge with a fire, uh, drought, flood, financial crisis, worldwide me medical pandemic. Who would have thought that that could happen? But should we plan for it? And of course, the answer is yes. Were there people, businesses, smart folks that planned for a worldwide medical challenge? And of course, the answer is yes. And did they come through it or are they going through it, making uh, more money, being more financially successful, being even excited about the tough time? And of course, the answer is yes, because if you know that something's going to happen and you're ready for it, then it's like, oh, wow, I was expecting you. <laughs> Let's go. So the first step to a successful business or when is the best time to open a business uh, is whenever you're ready. When you have, uh, and I could say the best time is yesterday, but obviously the next best time is today. If you've got an idea, if you've got an invention, if you've got something that's going to add value to the world, and that's the only thing your business needs. If you have a product or service that will add value to people's lives, that's going to make their life better, happier, safer, more financially free, they're going to have more fun, doesn't matter what it is, but if your product or service is going to make people's lives better, it's going to add value to their lives, then you have a product or service that people are going to be prepared to invest in. Now, when is the best time to open that business? It doesn't matter because regardless of the financial situation in any country, any community, anywhere in the world, there are always people who have money. So what do you need to do to make sure that your product or service is going to add value to those people's lives so that they want to make sure that even if things, even if times are tough, they still want to have your product or service in their life. So I always ask this question, if you have a financially tough time in your life, if, if you are uh, struggling for money, if you've got financial insecurity, is there something that you always have in your life? Uh, and it depends on who you are, but people have thrown these things at me. There are women who share with me, I would always get my hair done or I'll always go to my beautician or I'll always get my nails done or I'll always have a massage. There are men who've shared with me, I'll always go to the pub or I'll always drink this kind of bourbon or I'll always play my sport or I'll always put petrol in my car or I'll always go water skiing or I'll always... Do the things that I love to do, and even if I don't have any money or I'm struggling for money or I'm scared that I'm not going to have any money, there are some things that I just can't live without. And is it possible then that if your product or service is one of those things, that regardless of what's going on in the world, if you've got the right client base, if you've targeted the right people, doesn't matter what's going on in the world, they will still aim to make sure they can have your product or service in their life. So I'll give you some examples. There were some uh, health clubs, personal training studios, boot camps uh, that couldn't operate during Happy Homestay when the world was pretty much closed down for a worldwide medical pandemic. And there's lots of gyms and personal training studios and boot camps that have since gone broke. And there's an interesting thing to take note there. Why did some go broke and why did some not only survive, but they became more financially secure? Their business grew in a tough time. 
And is it possible that if you were average at business or poor, if you didn't treat your customers and clients well, if you didn't look after them, if you didn't make your boot camp, your personal exercise coaching sessions, your classes at your gym, something that people had to have in their life, that the first thing they dropped was their their boot camp or their class or their gym membership. But is it possible, and the answer to this is, I'll preframe it with a yes, there are some people that contacted their, their gym or their personal exercise coach or their boot camp instructor and they said, look, I know that we can't come at the moment because the government's got us closed down, but I want to keep paying my money because I want to make sure that when we can come back to boot camp or to the gym or to our personal exercise coaching sessions, that you're still there. So I want to keep paying my money to make sure that you are in business when I can come back. There's other gyms and personal training studios and boot camps that automatically went straight online. And I'll go the reverse of that. There are literally thousands of personal exercise coaches, personal trainers, boot camp instructors, gym owners, the whole whole lot of the fitness industry profession that went broke because they didn't go online. Lots of people lost their jobs because they didn't have the skill of talking into a camera and being able to do a class or being able to do personal exercise coaching online. So I'm just using that as an example. All, all businesses are the same. If your product or service adds value to people's lives, regardless of the financial situation in the world, people will want to have your product or service in their life. And there's that interesting business rule that a lot of people want to argue about, but it's a little bit like gravity. It's called the 80-20 rule. So 80% of your profit, 80% of your business success will come from 20% of your clients and 20% of your business success will come from 80% of your clients. Now, it doesn't matter which business you look at. That's usually about how it works. It's like gravity. You can't change it. You just got to work with it. So would it be a really good idea to make sure that you know who your 20% are? Because is it possible that in tough times, they're the people that won't leave you? Is it possible that you have to have systems in place to make sure that you treat your customers and your clients like the most valuable people that they are, so that if there are tough times, they want to support you? And that's one of the challenges, and I'll again use the exercise, and I won't call it a profession, I'll call it the industry. A lot of people were challenged at any time when there's a financial challenge or a medical challenge or there's something tough going on in the world. Uh, there's a lot of businesses that go broke or really struggle because they don't treat their customers and clients with value. There's a lot of health clubs now where you just swipe yourself in. There's nobody there to care for you or look after you. There's nobody there to help you achieve your goals. It's just like a vending machine. You swipe yourself in, you do your exercise and you leave. Well, if that for some people, that facility is really important and they will still find their 10 or 15 or $20 a week to go there. But for other people, because there's no emotional connection to that business, they actually don't care if it goes broke because I'll just go somewhere else or exercise in the park or I'll exercise at home. So how do you create an emotional connection? How do you make sure that your customers and clients want your business to stay open, be successful, be profitable, regardless of the tough times? And of course, that's about making a personal connection with as many people as possible, if not all of your customers and clients. So when a personal trainer, personal exercise coach says to me, and my business is struggling, or we're in tough times, how can I possibly survive? I always ask, and I start with this question every time, talk to me about all of your members, all of your clients. What are their names? What are their kids' names, their pets' names, their partners' names? What do they do? 
What's their number one goal? What's their next goal? What's their lifetime goal? Why is their goal important to them? Where do they want to achieve their goal? What's the specific day, date and time that they want to achieve their goal? And then all those beautiful things like what kind of alcohol do they drink, if at all? Where do they like to eat? What kind of food do they like to eat? What kind of music do they listen to? What do they do in their spare time? Uh, what kind of television shows do they watch? What social media are they active on? Uh, is their family important to them? Do they have pets and have you kept in contact with their pets, not just with them? Because every time you make an emotional connection with somebody, it's not just a business transaction. It becomes a friendship. It becomes something that people want to have in their life. And, and I just use this example uh, again, about the exercise profession, a lot of people share with me that they struggle during the Christmas break or the Easter break or when there's school holidays because a lot of people don't come to the gym or they don't come to class because they're on holidays or uh, you know they just slacken off during Christmas break or Easter. I want to share with you very personally that when I was managing health clubs, there would be people who would bring their diary to me in June, July, August and say to me, I've realized that my personal exercise coaching session lands on Christmas Day or Boxing Day or Good Friday. I just want to make sure that either you'll be available, Rowie, so that we can still do my session, or I'll need to book in two sessions the week before or two sessions the week after because I don't want to miss out. And people would come to me six months before Christmas to make sure that they didn't miss out on a session. That's called my personal exercise coaching is so important to me that I don't want to miss out on it. So how do you make your product or service so valuable to somebody's life that they can't live without it? So I'll use it now the, again and now the beauty profession. If a woman is getting some kind of beauty treatment that makes her look younger, more beautiful, fresher, uh, makes her feel good about herself, why would she drop it because she's got a financial challenge or there's a challenge financially in the country? So again, I've had literally hundreds, if not thousands of women share with me. It doesn't matter how broke I am, Rowie, I still get my nails done or I still get my hair done or I still get my eyelashes done or I still get a massage because I can't live without it. It makes me feel so good, I'll just find the money. I'd rather miss, miss a meal than miss getting my nails done, or I'd rather uh, walk to work and not put petrol in the car than miss out on my massage. Uh, and that's not just about the massage, it's not just about the, the beauty treatment. Could it also be about the way the person connects with that or connects with me so that I want to keep going? So if you want to have a business, and I'll say it again, if you want to choose your own hours, be your own boss, earn the amount of money that you want to earn, holiday when it suits you and when it's not so busy and it's less expensive to travel, and if you want to work with the people that you want to work with, let's have a look at how simple business is. So number one is that you do what you're the most passionate about. If you are doing what you love, it doesn't matter if there's a bushfire or a flood or an earthquake or a worldwide medical pandemic or a worldwide financial crisis, you will keep doing it because you don't want to go and do anything else. You'll find a way, you'll make sure that you're planned and prepared for any challenge that comes along because you don't want to do anything else. You love this so much. And it's one of those things that I wish I could literally take out of the sky in a pink box and give it to every human being. The career path or business that you are madly, passionately in love with, that you would keep doing regardless of a challenge, and you would keep doing it if you had to do it for free because it's who you are. 
So that seems to be, and I'll rephrase, that is the number one thing that every person that's ever been very successful in business will share with all of us, that who they are and what they do are exactly the same thing. So if you have some lousy, stinking, rotten job that you don't like or some lousy, stinking, rotten business with a product or service that you're not proud of, uh, why, why would you bother trying to keep it open if the government tries to shut you down or there's a bushfire or a flood or there's some horrible thing goes on in the world? It's very likely that you go, oh, I couldn't be bothered with it because I don't even like it. But if it's something that you're passionate about, you'll do whatever you have to do to keep it open and or you will have not started it without a plan, a risk management plan. What if this happens? What if we get a flood? What if we get a fire? What if there's a drought? What if we run out of water? What if there's no electricity? What if the government shuts us down for four weeks or four months or four years? What are we going to do? And because you love it, you want to put those things into place. So number one is you do what you're passionate about. Number two, success for business is you've got to be the best in the world for your customers and clients. Now, it doesn't have to be best in the world, but in your world, your clients, your customers, the people that invest money in you, they have to love you and they have to be telling everybody else how much they love you. And that's that emotional connection. Do you know everything you need to know about your customers and clients and are you giving them what they want and is your product or service providing them with such value that they can't live without it, which is point number three. So one is passion, two is you want to be the best in the world for your customers and clients and three is you add massive value to their lives. Now, the interesting thing about point two, though, being the best in the world for your customers and clients, could that also mean that you do the training, the education, the ongoing learning, putting the risk management systems into place so that you can be there for your customers and clients? How can you be, in the, be- how can you be the best in the world for them if you don't do the education, training and learning to make sure that you have all the skills, tools and knowledge that you need to be the best for your customers and clients? And what a great security that would be so that your customers and clients know that regardless of what happens, the business that I go to, the restaurant that I go to, the hairdresser that I go to, the beautician that I go to, the massage therapist that I go to, the accountant, the lawyer, the doctor, whoever it is, they've got a risk management plan in place that doesn't matter what happens in the world, they will still be there for me. And that requires education and training, but it's not education and training that you have to do. I've got to go to some workshop to learn about risk management. You do that because you want to, because you're doing what you're the most passionate about. So that beautiful circle, and it shouldn't be, there's no, no, no one of those is more important. If you are doing what you're passionate about, and you want to be the best in the world for your customers and clients, and you're adding massive value to their lives, all of that gives you the complete circle of, I can be here regardless, whether it's tough times or good times, whether the tide's out or in, whether it's nighttime or daytime, whether there's bust and recession in the government, or whether the government's booming and the environment and the uh, everything that's happening in our community is going exceptionally well. It doesn't matter because you're doing what you love. And the best business people in the world, the businesses that have been around for 50, 100, even 200 years, they've been through all of those things. They've been through world wars. They've been through global financial crisis. They've been through floods and droughts and hurricanes. And, and they're still there because they're doing what they love. So when's the best time to open your business? If you haven't opened your business already because you're doing something you're the most passionate about, the best time to open it was yesterday, of course. So the next best time is today. 
And don't let somebody tell you that it's the wrong time because, oh, you know, the, the economic state of, of our country is not very good at the moment. If you have a product or service that will add value to people's lives, there will be people who want to invest money in you, not have to, not will be forced to, not uh, will put their money back in their pocket because they're scared uh, that the, the government's going to go broke or the country's in a bad shape. They just want your product or service. And please, please, please don't underestimate the power of that personal connection. If people don't feel like they're personally connected to your business, if they don't feel like you care about them, if they don't feel like you, you're doing everything possible to make sure that your business is going to be successful regardless of tough times, then why would they support you? So it's been an absolute pleasure, and particularly as I was shared as when you're as old as I am, to watch businesses, and I've been involved with so many businesses now, they have literally been burnt to the ground or they've been in a flood or drought area, or they've been hit by an earthquake or a hurricane, or the everyone around them went broke because it was a global financial crisis. But they have not only survived, they've thrived because they're doing what they love. They're doing it because they want to add massive value to their customers and clients' lives. They want to make a difference in the world. And because of that, they're doing everything possible to have the skills, tools, and knowledge to be the best they can be for their customers and clients which is, of course, why the Max International Colleges exists. Uh, to get accepted into our program, you have to be that person. Uh, the, the initial chat about what do you want to do and why do you want to do it and are you 100% committed to doing it is exactly why we have that acceptance process. Because if your business is going to be successful, if we're going to help you open a successful business and make sure that it stays successful long term, it will not be successful if you don't have those three main components. You have to love what you do. You have to want to be the best at what you do for your customers and clients. And your product or service has to add massive value to people's lives. So I'm going to just put the, the exercise profession again back into perspective as to why it doesn't matter what's going on in the world, the exercise profession is incredibly important. The biggest challenge with a worldwide financial crisis, medical pandemic, drought, flood, bushfire, earthquake, any challenge in the world is stress. If people get stressed, financial stress, health stress, relationship stress, work and job stress, doesn't matter, stress is a killer. If our body is filled up with cortisol, epinephrine, adrenaline, and we're not exercising, that stuff causes high blood sugar levels, high blood pressure, high resting heart rate, high blood fat levels, and we get sick. Our body becomes not at ease. We become diseased. So whatever's going on in the world, the most important thing, and I'll rephrase, could there be anything more important than keeping your body healthy, fit and strong? If you've been attacked by an earthquake, you've been attacked by a bushfire, you've been attacked by a drought, you've been attacked by a flood, you've been attacked by a virus, you've been attacked by some kind of financial challenge, how on earth can you fight it mentally or physically? How on earth can you overcome the challenge mentally or physically if your body is weak, unfit and frail? So the number one uh, product or service in the world, shouldn't it be exercise? Shouldn't what we do as exercise professionals be the number one thing that people never ever want to stop doing? 
And the beautiful thing about exercise, if you do, if you create the product or service that people will love, not only will they love it, but they become addicted to it. Which is when, when I give you that example, oh, Rowie, will, will you be open on Christmas Day or will you be open on Good Friday or will you be open on public holidays? Uh, the reason for that is because they're addicted to their exercise. They're addicted to the brain neurotransmitters that make them feel good. So after we exercise, after we've produced epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, so that we can do a high intense activity, so we can punch and kick and sprint and, and, and work really hard physically, our brain then produces those really happy neurotransmitters that make us feel good. So we have serotonin satisfaction neurotransmitter, we have dopamine reward drug, we have endorphins, which are pain-killing happy drugs, we have oxytocin if we're exercising in an environment where there's people, or we have people in our lives, which is the love drug, the happy love drug, and we have brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is the, the neurotransmitter that is fertilizer for our brain. It helps our brain to think clearly, promotes new brain cells and neuroplasticity, which is a way that our brain thinks differently. So if we have, that's what people get addicted to, is that flow of neurotransmitters. The hormonal response to exercise is an addiction, as powerful as an addiction to heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, gambling, smoking, drinking. And isn't it interesting that in tough times, people will still find money for cigarettes, they'll still find money for for cocaine or, or recreational pharmaceutical drugs, they'll still find money to gamble, they'll still find money to do the things that they are addicted to. Well, the beautiful thing about the product of exercise, it is not only addictive, but it gives us all the tools that we need to overcome and fight every other challenge. So I'm challenging you as an exercise professional, but also as a parent, a teacher, and a coach, a leader, shouldn't we be putting people in a position where they are addicted to exercise and they can't live without it? And if exercise is your business, if it's your career, if it's your uh purpose for living, uh, shouldn't that be shining out of you and shouldn't that be part of the business that connects you with your customers and clients so that they don't want to, they can't live without it. Uh, If you're addicted to heroin, you can't live without it and exercise is the same but with so much different or so much better side effects. When we are addicted to exercise and we can't live without it, we have a healthy, fit, strong body and a healthy, fit, strong brain that can fight absolutely any challenge. And if the world is going through a challenge, wouldn't it be great when people say, oh, you can't have a successful exercise business because there's a world global financial crisis, or you can't have a successful exercise business because all the gyms are going broke because there's a, a virus attacking the world. Well, isn't that the reason why we need to have exercise facilities, why we need to have the connection, that powerful connection that great business people have with their customers and clients because it's not about business. It's about I want to add value to your life. I want to be the best in the world for you because you're my customer and my client and because I'm doing what I absolutely love and this is where I I get really excited as you can tell. You have to do what you're passionate about. Passion stands for pass I on. Just break up the syllables. Pass I on. If I can pass my passion for being healthy, fit and strong on to you and you want to be healthy, fit and strong too, is it possible then that you can't live without it? So when's the best time to open up your exercise business? Whenever you are ready and should it be today because tomorrow means you're going to procrastinate. What are you doing today? If you want to be an exercise professional who has your own business so you can choose your own hours, be your own boss, 
earn the amount of money that you want to earn, go on holidays when it suits you and work with the people that you want to work with. Why would you procrastinate that? What are you doing today to make sure that you can open your business as soon as possible, if not get it started today? I always ask that question. If you had 60 or 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 people ready to exercise with you, wouldn't that give you the, the motivation to open your business today? Well, those people are out there. This is a very personal thing I'm about to ask you. Whatever your business is, but particularly if you are an exercise professional or you're passionate about exercise and you want to pass eye on, pass your passion on, if you want to help mums or you want to help children or you want to help uh, grandma and grandpas or if you want to help people who are injured, if you want to help people who have got diseases, sicknesses and illnesses, if you want to help people to be great sports people, if you want to help dads to get their mojo back and be super dads again, if you want to help people to get into great shape so they look and feel self-esteem and have self-confidence again, doesn't matter what it is that you want to specialise in, how many people are out there right now? Now, I'll go one step backwards. Let's just say we're in the middle of a worldwide medical pandemic or a financial crisis or there's just been a flood or there's just been a bushfire or there's just been a drought or the economy is really crappy in the country right now. But how many people right now are in their home, in their bedroom, in their lounge room, in their backyard and they're miserable or they're depressed or they're overweight or they're sick or they're diseased or they have low self-esteem, low self-confidence. They want to win something and they don't know how. They want to get into great shape but they don't know how. They've got a terrible, terrible relationship because with their with family, friends, partner because they don't like who they are. And they don't know that you can help them because you haven't opened your business yet. And you might not have opened your business yet because somebody said to you, oh, it's the wrong time to open a business right now. There's a world financial crisis going on and there's a, we've just had a bushfire, you know. It's not the right time to open a business. Can I please challenge you? How many people in a one-kilometre radius of your home or a five-kilometre radius of where you might run business or how many people in your city, in your country, and now with online business, how many people in the world are sitting at home right now desperate for your product or service, desperate for your passion, desperate for your help, and they're not getting it because you're believing somebody who said, you can't open your business now because it's the wrong time. You can't open your business now because it's tough times in the economy. Please don't listen to the can'ts. Please don't listen to the pessimists. Please don't listen to the negative people. Please take note of the people that regardless of the financial situation in a country, the viruses in the country, the floods and, and, and earthquakes and hurricanes and droughts and doesn't matter, there are businesses that have been around for 50, 100, 200 years. They've been through world wars and they still are here and thriving because they're passionate about what they do. They want to be the best in the world for their customers' clients and they want to add massive value to their customers' and clients' lives. So they do. And so could you. Woohoo!